it was the thing that I felt like I needed to do to try and make it an income. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I like, sync placements I like can pay a lot as well, decent. can't they? Yeah, like sometimes yeah. sync placements can pay more than actual sync placements. placements. Yeah, yeah. I would say most of the time, without yeah. a doubt. Like, yeah, I mean, I can. I'll not give total over over the over over details of sort of. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, you don't have to give exact figures or exact anything. Exact figures. But well, I've definitely. <laughs> it's a good figure. Yeah, like my PRS went from. Yo, what's good, people? It's Jay Cactus, and we're back again with episode twenty-eight of Cactus Convos. Now, in today's episode, I've got a sick producer with me who's produced for some major people like Kevin Gates and K Coat. But he's also got some huge sync placements with brands like Adidas and EA Sports, which I definitely want to get into. He goes by Mannequin. Mannequin, what's good, man? Yo, man. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well, man. <laughs> we finally got this episode going. I know we've been know. trying to get this recorded for, yeah, I don't yeah. even know, the first time we spoke. But it's been months, hasn't it? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I've just... Um... Mainly my fault, I think, though. No. <laughs> I always, keep, always change it last minute. No, 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 no. Of course, it's cool. It's... um. You know, it's good. It's better that you're busy, too busy to be able to do things. You know what I mean? It's better that you're like so busy that you can't just do everything all the time. That's like kind of what we work towards getting to. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. It's a good position to, to be in. Obviously, mm. they, I definitely want to spend more time on the podcast, but it comes to times where I'm like, you know, when you're doing everything yourself, there's only so much you can juggle at once. Right. So it's I think crazy. once I maybe bring someone else on the team or at least have someone do my videos or something, then I can put yeah. a lot more time and effort into the podcast because I, I love doing these episodes yeah but i'm, I'm saying this right like, like i'm busy but you do all of this with uh, is it one kid that you've got or have you got two like, more than one you've got two yeah i don't know how that happened honestly i was the most like not kid guy like yeah and it just kind of yeah it just happened it's cool it's different it's so that's, yeah, that's a bit. mad journey in itself but uh, life changing i bet yeah 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 it's fun though and um yeah it, it yeah. teaches you some stuff. <laughs> it teaches you I you've got more patience and stuff yeah. like that. But it, no, it's good. It's good. How do you balance everything though? Because I can't imagine doing what I'm doing now, but then having that huge responsibility as well. Like I could, I could just never imagine it. Yeah. Like, how you, do you um, even find you, time to balance everything? You, you want to be having kids with someone who's good at, at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanna you wanna pick the mate like yeah <laughs> the mom if you want if you want kids you need to like definitely be picking some mumsy vibes along the way if you want to have the kids but you want to you want to be able to be like be able to do the career side of things whatever that might be like for us yeah. it's like doing the music thing youtube thing whatever but yeah um if my girlfriend wasn't so sort of like supportive with it and stuff it would be yeah. a lot trickier if this was some if i was in some kind of toxic environment or I was yeah. juggling loads of other things relationship-wise. Yeah, it would be much trickier. But It's good that you've got that kind yeah, of support well, I, from her then. From day one, obviously, I've always been like... Because I've always done music. I've always been pursuing music for yeah. however long. Like, I'm 32 now. so And I started when I was 13. Um, oh, shit. It's been a long yeah, time. So I was like in bands and stuff. And there was ups and downs with that. So, yeah. It was. It's been very clear for me the whole time that like, it's like how they. It's, it can. It can sound crazy, but it's like on a plane when they tell you to put the mask on yourself before the kid. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. that. It's like 
we've got to get this bit right for me to be able to be the best I can be as a parent, as a partner, as a friend, as a son, as all of that stuff. Like, you know, the only thing is you've got to be, you've got to like be happy and grounded in a place where you can then be the best for everyone else, I think. Yeah, 100%. Because if you were doing something that you had no interest in mm. and you were just miserable, then, you yeah. know, it's going to be, I can imagine that would be a struggle to to raise a kid at that point. Because it's like, how do you find the energy then? And exactly. where do you get the happiness from then? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the timing of everything was so, I mean, it almost like was, it was like magic, how it, how it kind of lined mm. up, like in comparison to ha where I was in relation to like financial and making enough money to feel yeah. confident enough to like be bringing life into the world that I've got to sustain forever. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, it was the timing was just right, even though it wasn't planned in any way or anything like that. Yeah. Oh my God, she's coming up. Go down. That reminded me of I don't know if you've ever seen that clip, but there's a clip where a news reporter is like talking and then his yeah, yeah. I think his child comes crawling in. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that moment. Oh yeah. That was just like funny at the time, but I fully get it now. Yeah. You've got I I've kind of yeah. around this time I expect that anyway, so in the back of my head I was like, she's probably gonna try and run up and yeah and say hello because she likes to hit on like all the instruments and stuff. Which is cool, so I I'm like I'm all for it really because I definitely um want the kids to have that creative element because it kind of eliminates boredom I think like if oh, you've, got, definitely. you've always got something to do if all, if all your friends are busy then it's like oh, I'll just make a beat or do a painting or draw something yeah. or whatever 100% I bet they're going to love it growing up in the yeah. studio I would have loved to have all that stuff around when I was young yeah I know can you imagine because I didn't come yeah. from a very musical background uh, at all so Me neither. yeah it was just Me like neither, man. dipping my toes in and getting there eventually but yeah uh Apparently yeah. I was tapping my feet in the womb though, so I think it maybe music was always going to be the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Well, first things first, though, I want to ask you how you got the K Coke placement because his music played a big part in like my teenage years. Because when his mixtapes hit the streets, like everyone just went crazy for them, mm. and I, it just had such a big impact on like everyone around me. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, I want you to talk about that, like how how that connection happened. So it was it's it's been like. Generally, it's been like a snowball of attention. Like I say, snowball. We've, it's not like some huge thing at the end of it. Like we're still, I'm still yeah. like building, and I think the age that I'm at is not. I'm not old, but I'm, I'm at a different, definitely at a different point. And I kind of feel even more comfortable here than I did like in my twenties when people like people. Yeah. A lot of people miss the twenties. I'm like, right. I'm, I feel like I'm stepping into a place now where just off the bat like people are going to listen more and take, pay more attention when you speak and whatnot yeah yeah just because there's not much above to look down you know what i mean but um yeah got you it all kind of came on the back of uploading um videos of me just just my process and creative process on instagram um and that just got all different kinds of attention and really the the k coke stuff came because someone saw it on the back of timberland posting it which came on the, do you know what I mean? So it kind of went in this. Right. Yeah. It started at Timberland, which is mad. Like. So he re itself. he reposted your video of you making a beat. Well, the Timberland thing was a big sort of like turning point on the beat maker side of things because I was sort of like making beats anyway. I was working with like more local artists and mm. um, we do. I'd done some cool stuff over the years. Like anyway, some like near moments where like oh this could work, this could work. And um, yeah. 
yeah, one day Timberland just, I just saw on my Instagram, Timberland had liked and followed me and I was like, it's crazy Timberland. It. OG. But then I like looked and I'm thinking, oh, it's probably a bot. I don't know if you remember when the whole masterclass thing was going on and there was like adverts of Timberland's masterclass everywhere. And, um, I think so. Yeah, and I was thinking, oh, maybe this is uh, this is kind of like to help push to that. So then I like right. DM'd, I was like, oh yeah, big up for the follow, blah, blah, blah. Got some emojis back and I was like, yeah, this has got to be a <laughs> PR thing. <laughs> so, and then that evolved and then he called me two days later. He like messaged me in the middle of the night saying, um, can I call you? I've got a question. I'm like, Whoa, this, what? I'm like, yeah. Oh, shit. And he answered the phone and he was like, yo, it's Timbo. I'm like, what is going on? He's come through from Miami and stuff. That's crazy. So crazy. Like, because I'm in, you'll, you'll probably know, I think you're up this this sort of side of the world. But Where I'm are you based? Doncaster. Right, right. So yeah, I grew like, up in Huddersfield, but I, I live in oh, Manny at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manny, Manny still, for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're still up this side of the country. But Doncaster yeah, is yeah. some, some town. I mean, it's just Not much happening. Yeah, it's like there's no scene here. There's there's a dribbles now of people trying to do stuff, but it's never been yeah. anything like that. So, yeah, for that to have happened was really strange. And then one thing led to another with that. Then he was like supporting what I was doing uh, online, and then I learned so many lessons through it because like that I, once I knew that his eyes were on what I was doing, I was like really trying to like and you'll you'll probably get it from when like the youtube first started really feeling like oh this is a thing now yeah um, that's when the motivation spikes yeah you're like i need to be doing this like a lot and consistent blah 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 so i was doing that for months and months and then like i was i did one and i was rushing it before a meeting at the bank some stupid super normal life shit and yeah i like rushed this video and i was watching it and i was like I don't like. I don't think this is right. I don't think this is up to standard. But I'd already done it, and I just thought, you know what? You've got to let let it go. I made that. That's me. That's true. That's, yeah. You know what I mean? Just get it out and keep it moving. So I did Definitely. that, and then he started like DMing me, fire emojis, send me that. I'm gonna post it. So that I, in my head at that point, I like was like, right, all right. So. So he posted something that you weren't even gonna post. I wasn't even gonna post in the first place. Yeah, I wasn't even gonna post it. So it seems to always be the case, like it's the stuff that you like, hate yourself. Yeah. Everyone else just loves. It's crazy. Yeah, man. And it's that happened. I remember those stories from before when I was in bands and like Arctic Monkeys didn't want to put out the first single they did. And that yeah. was the one that did it. And like, it's just an endless, that always seems to be the thing. So like that really taught me to just kind of do my thing. Right. Do you know what I mean? And like all of that stuff came on the, like it wasn't, oh, someone knows Timberland and he, do you want me to show him your stuff? It was like really like me doing my thing. Yeah. That, that spoke for itself that stepped up and up and up and up in like in that sense do you know what i mean and then that gave me a whole right. bunch of followers because i was kind of like i knew that my content was of a good standard um and like it looked good and it was edited in a way that like wasn't just what everyone was doing yeah um, yeah so that little boost of followers kind of made me feel like right at least now when people come in to check me they're 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 seeing like what I at least think something that's more accurate to where I should be or whatever. And it's all that yeah. overthinking shit kind of don't matter when you, and you want to, all the creatives, we wish that we weren't thinking about that, but unfortunately that's where sort of like the world is and it is kind that's of how it works. Right. Yeah. And you've just got to sort of embrace it, I think, or no point crying over it. But yeah. And then Definitely. I ended up flying to LA cause it was all happening while I was like, my first kid was like still in the oven, <laughs> you know what I mean? Still cooking. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so I couldn't just get up and go so I had to like wait 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 keep in touch networking them with his team a little bit and like kind of figuring out what's going on because in my head I'm like what is all this like attention like what 
why why is he even chatting? Uh, yeah. So then I just I've got a friend out in LA, um, and I'd been and stayed with him before, so I went out there, and um, yeah, and I like I was like messaging sort of Timberland's manager and, and stuff like uh, on email, and I was like I'm coming out to LA, if there's any way that we can connect and chat or whatever that'd be cool and he was like yeah definitely we'll connect so I'm thinking nothing was set in stone but I'm thinking I'm going anyway whatever yeah. I'm going I'm going to be in LA for a week that's it and um yeah and then I got off the plane still not really heard anything and by the time I got to my friends and the internet had all caught up with itself I had an email saying yeah can you get to the studio tonight so I'm like yes <laughs> I'm tired but yeah <laughs> let's go well, that's why I'm here so yeah and then I went I went through and it was just mad just like did two nights in the studio with Timberland just a lot of just GMs, really, and just, like, I don't know. It was just a nice moment for, like, so much hard work going into stuff to, to find yourself in this room in, like, some big studio in Hollywood. Everything's made of mahogany. Michael Jackson's gloves in a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. and they they just done, like, the Jesus is King Kanye album. So, like, they were, like, number one at the time. So I'm, like, just in a, it was oh, just a just really... mind blown by yeah, everything, it was just right? Like, like, yeah, 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 exactly. And, um... So I know that's a long-winded way to get to sort of like the K-Cokes. Nah, don't worry, we need yeah. it. And, but it's, it's relevant because it's without all of that, the eyes don't come this way. And then like, yeah, it came after the Kevin Gates track, which came through one of Timberland's A&Rs, because obviously like now, I don't, I'm sure you'll have seen bits and bobs, but there's this whole B-Club yeah. thing, and um, which is the new platform that they're building. Um which is cool, man. I've been lucky enough to be really quite involved in that since early. I was like one of the first producers they found, like, which is strange. Oh, nice. Again, like I always think about, like I said, I'm in Doncaster. I mean, I'm in a loft, literally. <laughs> like, so it's really weird to me because I'm a, like a really like realist when From it comes Doncaster to, to cooking up with Timberland that's, that's in LA. I mean. I mean, we didn't. I didn't put any music out with Timberland. It was fun, and like how he was like playing samples, and I was like working on what my was that course. session like then what were like did you did you make much music together was it more like talking like connecting no, it a was bit like, both or? so i literally the guy i buzzed on the thing i'm bearing in mind like i'm like all of a sudden i'm in a taxi in la getting like in an uber to hollywood to go into this studio yeah. and i'm like this is mad and i've like buzzed and they've like gone yeah what who's it for and i'm like timberland i think timberland <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and then yeah. they're like yeah buzz me in and then he's like he's through that door so i'll go through the door and there he's just sat there and I'm like, you're right. And he's kind of like looked up from his phone and like, it's it, <laughs> but yeah, it was it, hard not to be starstruck, right? Like you're trying to keep it yeah. cool and just like, yeah, be yeah, human. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause as well, it's like something that built up, um, just all these incremental little steps, like the follow, the, the phone call, the share, the conversations, the, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And not knowing what it was all about, like not knowing why I, he was like engaging more than once. And it was quite, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a interesting time for me, but it was inspiring and stuff. Um, but yeah, and but one of the people there was uh, one of his A and Rs now, um, and we was chatting. I was playing beats and stuff like that. And like I say, we was chatting. He was he was playing samples. I had my Porsche. I used Ableton mainly. I yeah. used bits of other stuff, but I use Ableton, and I use the Porsche sometimes to just jam it out, and whatever. But I brought that with me because I know that that was kind of like the thing that I was doing. Yeah. So it was just a vibe, really. I was just like playing along with samples, little like ideas as they was coming, and um, yeah, no, it was just good. And then they was like, "Oh, we've got a session tomorrow. Uh, you come through again." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll 
yeah, I'm obviously, yeah, of course I'm going to do that. Uh, and then I went through and then, yeah, met a few more people. They was doing a session and he was just talk, telling stories about like Jay-Z and Missy Elliott and just like, just general advice and just chopping it up. And it was good. There was a room full of people the second night. So there was, there was just more conversation. It was really, yeah, it was yeah. good. And that whole trip was, was a really good one. And then from yeah, there, those are those moments that would just inspire you like crazy. Like even if you didn't end up making music that time, I bet it would have been sick enough yeah. to just be in that studio. Like just even but just being almost, a fly on the wall and just hearing almost, the stories. It's almost better that we didn't make music because it mm. would have just been like any other session in the sense of yeah. how many sessions have you been in where you're making beats? And it's like, oh yeah, great. The beats never do anything. Um, yeah, yeah. It can kind of look good, but it won't necessarily the time that we had and and stuff it, well, there wasn't enough time to build we'd have had to been lucky to get like a super usable thing first time yeah. you know what i mean yeah, so, yeah. Um, like you said that relationship building could be more important than the actual beat making yeah. process as well kai yeah that's it and i mean like um it, it's led to to just good stuff and getting to know his team and what they're doing at beat club and just yeah doing, I've, like you know i've helped them out with stuff uh where they've needed like feedback and they've hooked me up with some plugins and stuff when they've had opportunities so it's been a really nice sort of good relationship um that i've had over there and one of the a&rs in particular eric i met on the night and and i would he was like oh send me packs when you're back in england send me packs so i'm sending beat packs and that led to the kevin gates placement which um was kicked was like the start of my pandemic it was like the world's crumbling and then all of a sudden i've got this like huge place yeah it's like yeah it's like <laughs> Not like a life changer, but it's enough to then. That's another. Kevin Gates is huge, though, man. I'd be, oh, I'd be gassed if that placement. Mate, I was. That was so exciting. That was such an exciting time because, yeah, that was my first like major artist. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'd known a Kevin Gates obviously for years, listened to his music. Um, yeah, so, yeah. And then when it, I didn't know it was going to be a single, um, once I found out like the track name and stuff, um, it was obviously Grandmother's Grave. So I'm like, ah, oh, that sounds maybe like a track eight on a mixtape. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that didn't sound like something that was necessarily going to get a video off the name. Um, yeah. But then my friend called me and he was like, oh, the, yeah, that, that track's dropped. I'm like, oh, is it? Because I knew it was coming, obviously. I'd have told you yeah, yeah. and whatever. And he was like, yeah, your name's on the video and everything. I'm like, video? What you want that? So then I went and seen it and, yeah, and, and the song was like, it's like, it was just all bars. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. not a chorus. It was like, talking to his fan base and his and he's got like this cult fan base hasn't he so yeah definitely to, to be a real like part of um his back catalogue where yeah i just think it was a cool track to have done um so oh, yeah no, that was that was fun and then that that just led to all the stuff i ended up on the back of that just organic stuff man like um msm is uh you might have heard of him he's yeah yeah he's like i've had a relationship with him for a while as well just just because it just kind of happened again like six years ago me and someone i used to work with a lot connected with him through an artist we were working with then we stayed in touch um yeah he's seen me on my on a vulnerable night as well one time when i had <laughs> some not yeah some yeah that was a strange one i saw the top of my head somehow i like had an out-of-body experience and he <laughs> kind of like made that he witnessed but, it yeah yeah it was interesting but um oh shit but yeah, like he then like shared, he's a big Kevin Gates fan. So he was sharing, because I originally, luckily I'd made a video, like my Instagram videos, I'd made one when I made the yeah. beat, which was like eight months prior to it being anything. And 
so I could like reshare it, gave me some fun content to share and stuff. And he shared that. And then I ended up doing like studio sessions with Professor Green. And then someone reached out to me saying they were writing with um, Kate Cope for some upcoming project and helping him put that together. So I went down. So I sent them some beats and then they sent me back something um, yeah. that ended up being on his latest album. So then eventually, once kind of COVID was not so bad, uh, I went down and did some sessions. That was cool to get out and get in the session, meet. And, you know, he's a, like a legend, big OG in the UK. Yeah, of course. Rap thing, big. Yeah. So again, these were they were all just like good self-affirmation um, moments. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it was like, all right, like, no one, these aren't favours at this point. This is the work speaking. This is my yeah. my decisions to put things out and put myself out is like paying off at least to a point where if it was all to stop, I could look at it and go, I got some somewhere. <laughs> Do you know I got? I got somewhere <laughs> with it. Um, Gosh, yeah. Yeah. Made it all then, worth it. Yeah. But then, you know, because of COVID, there was less that could be done. I couldn't just jump on a plane to LA. Still can't. Yeah. Without a mess about and... Yeah, you can. I know you can, but I can't. But it's trickier for some. Yeah. And you've got kids, right? So it's like you can't just pack your yeah. bags and leave whenever. No, I mean, if I, again, I sort of could, but that's because I've made the right decision in who I was having the children. Yeah. Like she gets it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She knows, and especially since she's seen it like work, work out, and like she's seen it go from sort of me trying different stuff and. To something did, working. Did she always believe in you? You know, before yeah, yeah, you'd be yeah. placements. Yeah, yeah. Cause she like I know knew her from around. She knew I was in bands. She knew I've always done music. Yeah. Um, and it's always been you know my music's always been of a standard. I'm like it's always been there's always been like hope in it. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, that's why I've always sort of kept it going. But for a long time, I didn't you know I didn't move out until I was like twenty seven, twenty eight, because. I would rather not get the job, go on the lads' holidays. It was like, I wasn't, and it wasn't like dodging a job. It was just because I knew that the more time I spent doing the music thing, and I found ways to do it. Like I did uni, but just did it locally. I kind of just did it for, yeah. the, for the sort of free money that I'm now paying back. But Gosh, at yeah. the time, it was useful. And, and I'd like use that. And around that time, I had like a rehearsal studio, uh, recording studio and stuff like that and then that's how I got into like I met some people who were like doing grime and MCing for bassline and stuff like that and then that's how I got into like making more rap than it was guitar music which I was doing right initially just because I've always loved rap music but there was just no outlet for it there was no one around me that rapped there yeah. was no I didn't understand how it worked or anything so yeah how did you transition from being in bands to making because you make a bit of everything now, don't you? But yeah, you obviously make a lot of rap. You've done a bit of grind, like trap. Like, mm. what? Yeah. How did you make that transition? Again, it was just a friend. Me and my friend used to sit in my studio till the late, late hours, like whatever, ordering pizza and doing stuff. And yeah. um, we, he was like, he was always showing me like grime and UK rap and stuff. It was so that was all quite new to me. I'd always grown up listening to like rap american rap and my brothers yeah. would always be playing um like nwa and dre and stuff in the house so it was all very i was and i've always liked it but it wasn't until that there was a uk thing that was getting closer and closer and he yeah. knew a guy and he was like oh this guy's sick and he's from rotherham which is near me um so then he come down and he brought a friend down and then i worked with them for a bit and then eventually 
found a way to make the stuff sound kind of right because uh, it was always in time and things like that because I, I was doing music yeah. so I got that but I, it was like well, sound selections everything isn't it um, of course yeah so it was understanding the nuances of genres and, and things like that and then that attracted some more artists from Sheffield which is a bigger city there was kind of more going on doing that and then it just kept spreading like that really and then that was what I did and eventually it just transitioned across I left the rehearsal studio and left the band thing um, kind of was that just because you didn't have the time to do everything or you just found just, more enjoyment? It just evolved, with... yeah. Just, it just evolved, I think. And I started, yeah, more yeah. enjoyment started coming from this because I've always, I've always enjoyed the studio bit, the building, the song um, yeah, and stuff like that. That I've always found that to be more for me than the live side because like, it's a lot of travelling. And travelling's fine if it's for a reason, but after a while when you've been doing it, you're just like kind of just in a van. Go yeah, a lot of people have told me that who have been in bands. They say like it. People think it it sounds good, the idea of traveling, but the reality is there's like five guys sweating out in a van for a yeah. week. <laughs> and you're like carrying your own spot. gear. You carry yeah. like drum kits in and set up, packing down, killing time. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's not. I can't. I can't go back and do it now. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, how long were you in a band for? And like, did you do like how much were you actually traveling? We did loads of gigs. I was a kid, so we was like doing like it was like basically like kid rock music, really. And then that kind of as we grew up and started to introduce more, slightly more teenager type stuff. So it was, um, yeah, yeah. And we did we just did loads of gigs, yeah. And we had like we, we was always just doing under eighteens kind of stuff and doing it on like a Sunday afternoon uh, where nothing else was going on. So we was able to like pull together some good gigs, and there was a lot of learning in that. Um, yeah. And yeah, I was doing but it was that. a good experience at the time, though. Oh yeah, like, that just was like to, to say you've done it. Yeah, it was everything at the time. That was we kind of got half close to some stuff. Like we got a good management deal. Uh, yeah, uh, with the people that they like founded Endub. So uh, it was kind of like, it. An, and so we was kind of crazy. Yeah, and then I, yeah, that was that was good. I learned a lot doing that. That was the first time we was like put in with producers, and we was like I was introduced to the idea of working with writers and things like that. Um, yeah. Do you still have a manager kind of, now? Or was that no, just for the band? No, oh, okay. no, 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 no. I um yeah, I'd need the manager would need to bring something serious to the table at this point because Yeah. I did actually see you post something about a manager. I don't know if it was on your story or just a regular post, but I think you were talking about that, like the fact that you'd have to give up twenty percent. Mm. And I can't I remember exactly what you said, but it was something along those lines like would it be worth giving up like twenty percent? Like they'd have to bring a lot to the table. Yeah, at this at this point for me because and the same with like a publisher because like a couple of years ago, if someone had come offering me some sort of publishing deal for yeah. twenty grand, thirty grand, I'd have bit their hand off. Do you know what I mean? Like that'd have been like yeah. But if I'd have done that, I'd have been exclusive for say three years. And I know the level I was at I could have maybe pushed for that like it post just just after the kevin gates thing because there's yeah. publishing money to collect there and there's a little bit of hype and i could talk the timberland thing and i could talk like yeah. i was in some conversations where there was some advances being discussed that weren't huge but at the time i hadn't seen any kind of money like that um right so it was i would have i would have taken it but then the two years that follow that luckily it didn't quite work out because i wouldn't have been able to do all these things because i'd have been exclusive to this situation and a lot yeah. of the ways that I've now worked require me to be non-exclusive. I do have a publisher, right, I but it. I have a publisher based on, it's a short contract, it's 
we discussed the works that I assigned to them. Yeah. I didn't sign anything without saying, look, I do this stuff for TV and this is to take that money from me is taking food out of my like family's mouth at this point. So Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um so this I'm in I'm in like a quite a nice situation with them because they still bring briefs to the table for sort of adverts. That's how I got onto FIFA through my publisher. Yeah, I was going to ask how you started getting into sync placements because you've obviously worked with some big brands like like mm. I said earlier Adidas, EA Sports, like yeah. a bag of other ones like FIFA obviously. So Yeah, we've done I've so it point, happened yeah, through your publisher. Yeah, no, not all of it. So I first got into it, it was kind of like when I was at a crossroads point. I used to be in um, like a production duo called, we were called Sticky Blood, and we did some we did right. some cool stuff. We like did a yeah. track with Frisco, and we did a bunch of stuff that was we thought was cool. Um, but we just worked a lot together, and we kind of was in each other's pocket a lot. We didn't have our own space to work creatively, and um, we just kind of like got you. knocked it on the head and just was like, look, we need to do our own thing now. Um, yeah. And a relationship I had from back then, I remember him always talking about doing stuff for Sky and like writing for Sky and da 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 da. And I was in a different sort of financial situation to the other guy, or like at least I felt like I needed to get my like if I'm gonna. It was a crucial time for me. I was like, I need to make some sort of stable income out of this, otherwise I'm gonna have to like change yeah. my work to be able to move on with my life. And um, so I spoke to this guy. So it is a, this one's a little bit of a who you know by accident but it's like anything it's like keeping good relationships is like that's what it leads leads to it because you don't know where people end up working and where people yeah, end, what they end up doing in their career um, definitely so yeah I hit him up about that I was like is there anything we can do like I'm up for trying that and then so I learned about writing for library and production music which is basically like stock music in a way yeah. um, and it was almost like me I was like accepting like maybe the commercial route maybe that isn't going to quite be the thing um and maybe I sort of like go down this route, which wasn't the dream, but um, it was the thing that I felt like I needed to do to try and make it an income. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I felt like, sync placements I felt like can I pay a lot as well, can't they? Yeah, like sometimes yeah. sync placements can pay more than actual sync placements. Yeah, yeah. I would say most of the time, without yeah. a doubt. Like, yeah, I mean, I can. I'll not give total over over the over over details of sort of yeah, but yeah, you don't have to give exact figures or exact anything. Figures, but, but I've definitely it's a good figure. Yeah, like my PRS went from once I started working. So there's there's, there's two different lanes that I really work on when it comes to the sync stuff. There's library, which I call library, but worldwide yeah. I think it's known more as production music. Um, right. And like still Universal, it's still BMG, it's still sub labels and more independent labels that are doing it but you basically yeah. you're signing albums or tracks depending on what it is you're briefed um by them if you've got a relationship where you're going to get briefed if not maybe you are submitting if you want to get into it my way that i got into it was sort of it's not luck it's just like that it just happened the way it happened like someone i knew was doing that and the timing that i asked was around the right time just worked yeah. out but if you were to be looking into it the first thing you should look into is production music and just figuring out how that works and how you can sub to these these like labels um, i've heard there's a few different ways of approaching like sync placements like some people like go through like imdb and like finding yeah. music supervisors build relationships yeah. on linkedin and then i know there's also companies that you can almost like pay monthly for and then you upload your catalog onto yeah. their platform and they 
seek them for you. Is that right? Because yeah. I've never actually tried, so I don't know the whole process, but I've heard a few different p bits from it. So if, you, if you're sort of like coming in totally blind, like that, there's not much more you can do than those two. Um, right. Unless you know someone else who can, you maybe like, you know, I've, I've definitely got a, from a network of artists that I was working with, say, like I was talking yeah. about when I first got into making the rap stuff all those years ago, I've just got a JD placement uh, with one of those. Do you know what I mean? Just got so a, like, a what placement? A JD placement. Oh shit! TikTok That's app. sick. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's uh, crazy. Not fully finalized yet, so I probably shouldn't say that. But it's like <laughs> uh, it could still. And this is the thing: they can still fall through. Like, yeah. The same goes for some other TikTok placement I got with someone that, that has sort of that. It's all paid up and everything, so that one's fully all systems yeah. go. Um, but the that's why it, it just it's it, it just helps to keep these relationships good with the artists with everyone there's no point in burning the bridges because at the end of the day it's music it's not like ma the mafia you see some people yeah. in music they're like difficult to work with because it's like they take offense to stuff they think you're trying to con them and, and all this stuff and like people are too protective over their art sometimes which no one can say i say too protective it's not up for me it's, you know if you want to be super yeah. protective that's cool but it's like you can't have it both ways sometimes if you if you're pursuing the pure art route of music um yeah it's maybe it's not for you because you can't just do what you want yeah when yeah. it comes to briefs like you can do what you want release it have a good network have a good publisher and hope that your music works for that for something one day but that's that's the route at that point but you can be more proactive like, like I say, you could submit, you could contact them, reach out direct if you were just an artist that's wanting to get into it, which more and more right. people are now. The conversation's definitely a lot louder now than it was. Sync is a bit of a buzzword in the music producer community now. Uh, do you think it's slept on still? Or do you think... I think it's slept on because more more it's not as glamorous as like yeah. getting placements. But there's people who like have big, big placements, you know, like Drake placements that whatever the money that they've made off those Drake placements probably won't be as much as can be made from the first license of a sync. And this is the other thing right. I learned is like relicensing. I didn't know anything about like once I did my first bespoke advert, because yeah. library is one thing you work into a brief. It's like, Oh, we want energetic grime, let's say. And they'll maybe have like some hit points of kind of lyric, lyrical content, like we're on top and we're going to taking over and all that kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's 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 all pretty generic stuff, but at the same time, what I say to a lot of these artists is it's like just treat it as a writing experience. Don't think too much of it. You can just use your government name when we're registering it, just keep it all official. If you're yeah. like in any way ashamed of it, but once that music is aligned with like a promo advertising the the return of the Premier League, I can guarantee you're not going to be quiet about it. You're going to share it because it's a good look. <laughs> and, yeah, of course. And that's how it seems to be like and and you know i know that a lot of these artists have seen boosts in their income just through doing it but it isn't like yeah. a guaranteed the music still got to be right still got to be usable it's still got to tick the right boxes there's an art to it for sure and it's something i could talk about it for ages like that there's a certain structure to work to like and it wavers but you're better off like you know like an intro a first sort of drop verse yeah. whatever you want to call it um, then a breakdown and a build to a bigger version of the first bit with a maybe a, another vocal layer or something. And like, you want to be like adding in edit points. You want to be doing definite things like whether it's tape stops or like 
reverses or a bit where you like filter the bass out and then bring it back yeah. in the more of that stuff that you can do when creating how detailed music. are the briefs that they give you like are they telling you like oh we want a tape stop at this point or like are they actually nah. telling you what they want in it well, or are they just saying oh we want something like emotional and this length and for the most part no it's like they, they tend to be shorter tracks in general like right you don't, they don't need to well i mean every track short now when, when i first got into it it was like oh they don't need to be three and a half minutes but nothing needs to be three and a half minutes now like yeah yeah but it's like between two two and a half minutes is kind of like the ideal length for a track right and you want to be ending on a strong downbeat because that's called a sting and okay. if you you know like after in the get in the break between a boxing match or something when it cuts to that graphic of like da 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 and it's like <laughs> and it's yeah, gone. Yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> and they need so they need those parts and you're better off like writing those in as you're right. as you're writing. So um, do you get a video then? Like do you get like the ad that you're watching? Or so does the, it just depend the on the one stuff, that comes For the yeah. library stuff, no. For the library stuff it's just a, literally a case of you make the music um to submit right. and then they either accept it or they don't. Got um, some libraries will pay you a fee up front, but usually if they're paying you a fee, they're taking more of the ownership. Um, right. There's certain things like a lot of the, most of the time you're keeping fifty percent on the publishing, which is your PRS. So say you and yeah. another producer uh, had something accepted for library, and they might pay a few hundred quid up front, but then they might take fifty percent of the mechanicals, which is so if yeah. someone comes and pays a direct fee for you, they take fifty percent of that. I, I've right, known yeah. some some companies pay a bit more, but they take 100% of that, which is not yeah. a great deal. But at different periods of like building your career, you kind of go, well, if I can get four tracks taken, that's potentially like £2,000. Yeah. I lose my ownership there, but if if it gets used, I get paid again. And as, if I can do that enough, then I'm earning more than I would stacking shelves. And then, you, you know, and until I learn more... So that's sort of how I did it. And plus those things, some of those jobs that people would have advised me against, like I've got friends, and they mean well when people say, oh, you shouldn't give away your ownership. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. But it's like you don't start working in the head office at any job, do you? It's like yeah, everyone signs a bad deal. Um, That doesn't mean that that's like some people would be like, what kind of advice is that? Um, No, it depends what position you're in at the time, though, because for some people, like, Selling four tracks for two grand would be yeah, their dream. You know what I mean? For me, it was at the time, for sure. Yeah. I needed, it. I needed it. I think people can get too attached to the beat sometimes. Like, how many yeah. beats do, do we make and how many don't actually get used? So, those I mean, ones that you get attached to might not even get placed with artists or sell online the anyway. Ones, they're usually the ones that get skipped <laughs> because yeah, they're doing yeah. too much. Or, like, you only love a certain beat sometimes because you know how hard you like work to get that certain bit just to be nice or whatever. And yeah, yeah. If someone hearing it for the first time, they don't care. So yeah. But yeah, but if I'm doing more direct stuff, because library is you're working to a brief, a written brief. You might have a playlist of inspiration, um, to sort of be aiming in the direction of. They'll have hit words. They'll explain what they see it being used for. Sometimes you'll get right. a really rubbish brief that's like not breaking it down very well and you've got to read between the lines and hope for the best. Yeah. Um, but for the stuff that's more direct for ads, sometimes it's to picture, sometimes it's not. And when I first got into that, that was fun because, like, I don't know, there's something quite, like, you're like, oh, I'm seeing this advert first and, it's got, and then you're like, oh, it's got 
Mbappe on it. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. this is cool. <laughs> this is like a big thing. This is a real, real thing that I'm getting an opportunity to work on. But most of the stuff that I do, it gets knocked back and it doesn't get accepted or I've had so many things come close and then they weren't used in the end. You know, like, it's like, oh, send stems. Uh, they're going to cut it to picture. It's like, oh, there we go. Yeah. And then, oh, they went with something else. Oh, they went with a library track in the end. Oh, they went with the same music off the previous thing because the CEO still loves that one. And, like, it's like, as the as the writer, you're there, then there's usually, it's not, I'm not, I'm not talking to someone at Sports Direct. I'm not like, oh, Sports Direct, yeah. what do you want to do next? It's like an agency will hit me up. The agency's working with a creative agency who've been employed by a big company to put together this advert. And they're doing Great, everything. Yeah. They source the music, so they go to a music specialist agency. The music specialist agency come to me because I'd done some enough work for them in the past for them to have a certain level of trust in me. Yeah. And then you just pitch for it. And sometimes you're working to brief, sometimes the brief's all over the place and you're like, this is unclear, like, and, you, and you're just stabbing in the dark. But the way I see it now is, like, I say yes to most stuff because I just think if they don't take it, like, even if they advert, if they're like, they just need a 30-second submission, I still make a two-minute-long yeah. track, or at least I build a two-minute-long track, and then I might then start working on the 30-second to finish it off. But then if they don't take it, I'm like, well, I've got this that I can now rework for library because yeah, you I've can made it sync. It. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm all about, like, trying to repurpose music i don't i hate sitting on it's like giving me a complex where i don't like yeah. just making music for the sake of making music i do when it comes to beats no, definitely and sometimes therapeutically i guess just to like settle just to chill but yeah. um i like to you know I've, I've put a lot of time into doing this stuff now and like i like to i like to the excitement of something happening do you know what i mean of course and yeah it's not all about the financial rewards but I can 100% say Still got to make a living, man. Still your job at the end of the day. I, I don't know if it's because everyone was indoors more or what, but like I've, I've had a good few years. One particular advert in 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 itself, which was, you know, the pet food IAMS. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's for that, but it's like a US ad and it's 15 seconds long and me yeah. and my friend made it. I can't tell you the number that we made because he went like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is a bit mad. It might, you know, it's a mad one. But that was the most money by a mile that I've made from music. Like, yeah. And that was when they first licensed it, and they've licensed it two more times since then for longer, for more, for more territories. They still might license it again. So when they relicense it, are they using it for a different ad or what they can't exactly? Is that that's what they want to do? But it's like with this, especially with a company like. You know, like a pet food company. Yeah. Um, they're just selling so much pet food that it's like, and it's not like a create, like a someone like a, you know, like a sports brand or something. They kind of need to have a finger on the pulse a little bit more. Um, right. Like they, they, they'll change with the sort of sound of now. Like they'll like, they might want drill flavors and they might, do you know what I mean? Like they yeah, might yeah. want that stuff because they know that they're selling to like, an urban hates the one why else do you say <laughs> they always urban. use that yeah yeah, yeah. use that one but um they're selling to that that market so they they're trying to always keep the finger on that um so but i mean if, if they like if they've paid you once for a track can they not just use that as many times as they want or no, are they, they they pay for an amount of time oh, an amount okay, of territory. so some things it's like 
we want it's 10 grand for three months online only and that's that right but then other things might come in and it's like it's five grand for six months of tv yeah and then ones like you're like oh like someone who's maybe naive to it might be like oh i got more than that for this that and other but you don't get the back end whereas the tv one then your prs comes up your prs might be Mm. five grand more do you know what i mean or yeah yeah um or whatever and certain territories don't pay prs like america don't pay prs that's why the pet food one because it's us and canada that's where that's being used for now they might take it worldwide they've still got the options on the table but um yeah because they don't pay back end you get a bigger licensing fee and then when you not collect that through like american performance it just doesn't they just just, just don't do it like that it just doesn't pay out that's oh really yeah okay it's it's not that um it's not that I can't collect it. It's that yeah. they don't. It does. They don't collect on. It just doesn't happen. No, and I mean, I'm saying that like with my chest, but like I know that in my instances it don't. There might be maybe it's different if it's on a show. I don't. I really don't know because I'm never yeah. really. Other than library music, which it's just they get micro uses a lot of the time. You know, yeah, like they'll yeah. be used on really little things. You might make thirty p there, ten p there, three pound there, and and it adds up. Um, yeah over like it might be used a little bit over there a little bit over there it's that's all over the place but the stuff that you've made specific um for an advert it's a bit more trackable and yeah i know that i just get a a bigger fee from america if it's been used in america i know the fees tend to just be bigger um reaching a wider audience though aren't they yeah yeah but then most of europe and stuff they they that sort of pays and it just takes longer to come through but once you've kind of got it moving the fact that it takes longer to come through is almost a good thing because you can you're like oh that's there but I know that's coming so I can keep working stay motivated I know some yeah. something you never know what it is exactly it's like oh. putting it aside as a little savings pot you yeah. know you're not going to spend it that yeah. way I know and and but that's 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 main that's sort of how it works but the fees honestly they vary from I've done jobs for a grand i've done jobs for tens of thousands like and Jeez. and then they relicense and they're more than the first time round. and you're like what i didn't even think yeah and you don't have to do any work they're not coming like oh we want to relicense it can you even bounce they've we've already bounced them the stems six months ago and, yeah yeah you know what i mean so they've got everything they just need the permission again um that's crazy man i feel like producers are definitely sleeping on this because think what you said earlier about it might not be as glamorous but Depends how you look at it. I think people just yeah. want clout, don't they? When they want yeah. placements with artists, they want to put it in the bio and just yeah. flex with it. But like you said, you can make more money doing placements this way. I feel like people just want to go for what everyone else is going for just because yeah. it looks good. Well, I'll definitely say that Like, it's, it's... If I had to pick now, I'd have to go with the TV stuff just because yeah. I'd have to. Because otherwise I'm like going with because I'd spent so many years trying to do the other way only and I wasn't even paying the yeah, same yeah. attention like I'm used to now being able to find ways to make money th- through making music and I'm not right. sat there like working on kids tv music or anything it's like you know most of the time yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm working on stuff that I quite like it's made me a better producer as well it's like I've, there's been times where they want stuff that's kind of like four to the floor sort of like electronica bonobo type stuff 
Right. So then I've been in different sample packs. I've been learning different techniques. And then when it comes to making... And stepping outside beat, your comfort zone. Yeah, but then when I'm making a trap beat, I'm like, oh, that sound that I used there could actually make this be a bit yeah. different. Or that technique, the way I did that before. Do you know what I mean? Um, definitely. Could work. So that's definitely been... I just think realising opportunities and knowing when to take them is an art in itself and a skill in itself. And some people like cock block themselves and they like think that their career is supposed to be this thing that they've mapped out in their head. Of course. But stuff's so random, like where it comes from. And it's like what like I was saying before about um, the video that I nearly didn't post being the one. Yeah. It's like if I was super obsessed with my artistic opinion, I wouldn't have posted that because... I would have thought that my almighty artistic opinion would have got it right. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I've been wrong enough times <laughs> in this music thing, like <laughs> and stuff. I've, stuff I thought was gonna work didn't work. Stuff that I didn't think was gonna work did work. And um, yeah, if if you, if that's happening and you're not actually taking the lesson from it, then I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but, um, you, you can you can never predict like what exactly is going to happen in your career as well, because yeah. depending on who you meet, what you put out there, who you work with, like just yeah. everything, like different opportunities just come from places that you wouldn't have even thought about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just one yeah. of those things you can never predict. You can never predict. Like yeah. you, for example, you probably didn't expect to be doing sync placements, but then because you've worked with one person or you met this other person, an opportunity came up, and then it just opens up a whole new world, which yeah can be crazy it's just it's enjoyable as well like i enjoy it like yeah i'm 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 diverse enough with what i can make like i've got the stuff i enjoy making i enjoy making stuff where i get to use 808s and yeah know, like, yeah i like still people i know people are talking about too many trap drums too much trap I've still, it's only <laughs> like if they'd have, if they'd have said that in the 80s <laughs> we'd have like yeah. missed out on a whole genre do you know what i mean these sounds identify what a genre is like and it's only producers that are saying that stuff anyways, never yeah, just average care. listeners. Like shit. that can be a whole nother conversation, just talking about toxic producers. <laughs> yeah. I always yeah. speak up about it, but I Well mean, you'll get it you'll probably get it from a different whole different perspective because now you're sort of in a position where you're you're like a resource now for producers and Yeah. There'll be people who think that you're not oh, I don't like that, or like, oh he's not doing that right yeah. or do you know what I mean? There's, you're gonna always get that, oh, and that of sort of comes with success, especially like public success. Like what you're doing is like a really public um, thing. It's all about like video and showing yeah. what you're doing. So it's quite vulnerable. Yeah, once you're involved in any community like that, like wh whatever it could be, like as is production. But I know people that are into running and people in like the running community. They criticize each other's yeah, runs like, and times, and just whatever you're involved in, yeah. there's always gonna be someone that's criticizing it. Wanting yeah. to just say their part when most of the time it's like, does anyone actually care? Like, does the average listener care about what sounds you've used? Like, they never no. do. No, it's about if it sounds good. And it's just, it's more the creatives that that have got the issue. And a lot of it is... Yeah. And I, we're probably all guilty of it. I know I've, I'll have been guilty of it. Um, yeah, 100%. Especially, I just think as well, I come from like a town... I grew up around piss takers, so like yeah. my brain instantly goes to like piss take. <laughs> I'm like taking yeah, the piss yeah. out of myself all the time, taking the piss out of everything. So definitely, like, yeah, it's it's only bad really if 
you letting it affect your own stuff or if you're really being outward and like bitter about it like but i think yeah when you're young and hungry it's hard to know this stuff this stuff kind of comes i think with time and experience and when i say yeah, young it's not to patronize young it's because i don't even necessarily mean age it's, it's like young in producer years of doing it yeah you know what i mean and like having yeah, ups definitely. and downs and realizing you need to be humbled sometimes yeah like it's we all make mistakes man like it comes from anything like even even things with like marketing like we've all been that guy who's been spamming links in people's dms <laughs> and yeah. then it gets to a point where you realize that doesn't work and it's actually a bad look like you just have to yeah. go through certain things to learn a lesson from it and grow yeah. from it so no, we've all it. been there but like yeah. you said like it comes from just having experience in what you're doing mm -hmm. yeah. so if um if if there's like new producers out there or not new producers but just producers that want to get into to sync stuff um where would you say this this should start like because you, you obviously had like certain connections but yeah. for someone that doesn't have those connections where do you think they should start well my thoughts of it would be to definitely go and like look at the space like you can go on universal production music's website and you can type yeah. trap beats or do you know what I mean? Or like whatever. You can go and browse the playlists that they make. They're like, right. they're like curate playlists. And then, because the way it works with production music is, and production music is quite a good way to start because just to, to want to step in and just do like ad music. Yeah. If that's all you're interested in, then maybe you go and download some adverts off of YouTube and, and, and write to them. And, um, right. you know, like try and do, you're going to need to show someone something um mm. to show why you're like good enough that they're even going to give you the time um yeah so that that's all i feel like starting at production music lets you learn the ropes a little bit um right. learn learn about sort of like just reframe your, your your skills to like work for this this medium of like to picture um, yeah even though you're not writing to picture with library it's letting you understand how the songs are structured how long they need to be what the the sort of standard is that's there yeah. already um and then and also like really paying attention to adverts it's like kanye west black skinhead is he's probably made so much money off of that oh of course because it's just it's so like yeah. epic perfect ad music yeah. it's like perfect but at the time when it comes out you're not like oh here's kanye sold out on just making music for adverts now do you know what i mean yeah it's like, yeah definitely but they things like moments like that start trends and it's just about being interested in it it's like anything like you can't get good at something as a money grab really unless maybe it's like buying houses but even then you've got to get into it you can't it's like you can't make money on bitcoin you can't make money on nfts by just buying mm. them unless you're just yeah. purely waiting for luck like if you're just hoping hitting and hoping then that's that's one way but you can't count on that um yeah so you've got to know your shit and you've got to be interested in it as well because if it's something that you're not actually interested in it you'll get mm. burnt out real quick you'll yeah. try your first few and then you'll just you'll have zero motivation yeah and and it, it'd be it'd be easy to get demotivated quick with this because yeah. it's not again i kind of got lucky and maybe this played a role in keeping me at it but like one of my first things i submitted ended up being used on like the rebranding of um 
all of the Sky Channel, Sky Sports channels, they like rebranded it from like Sky Sports One, Sky Sports Two to like Sky Sports oh, Football, Sky Sports Tennis, and whatever. And they, and used, they used one it of for all of that. Things for that, yeah. Um, and I only had, regardless of how much work I did on it, because of the splits and because we had a vocalist and it was a co-production, I ended up with like eleven point five percent on that. But I, yeah. once that paid in, I made like. Um, my PRS went from being like 78 quid to being two and a half grand that time. So, oh shit, it's yeah. crazy. I um, so I was like, oh, this is real then. But then yeah. after that, my PRS wasn't that high. My, PR, my next PRS was maybe like 500, and then it was yeah. like 800, and then it was 400, and then it was 1500. And these are like rough numbers, but it's to yeah, kind of yeah. show you the, the, the scale, but it's like a rising scale. Of course. It's like, um, it, it didn't happen overnight. It's you, but you can end up if you commit time to it and you you can be submitting for stuff and getting stuff away and and starting to understand the um, the way it works and and you can find a way to work it into your sort of like weekly routine and yeah. you actually find an in for it. It can turn into like you know you can you can be making. After prolonged time, if you do it for five years, you could find yourself making a hundred grand a year just from that, um, which I don't. But it's possible. Yeah, if you would, if you were to find yeah. a way to just say be able to make beats the whole time, a lot of the time I'm like I rub my hands at the ones where I'm like, oh, I can take care of this alone because yeah, yeah. Then I don't need to like be doing splits and all that kind of stuff, so I can take the whole thing. But a lot of the time, it's like, oh, they want vocals and. Sometimes right. like, you get to, you, like I, I've put together, say, some stuff for Universal, I've put together 10-track albums, and by sort of track seven, I'm like starting to run out of ideas, get a bit bored of the sound, and then I start hitting up producers or whatever, um, that are yeah, friends yeah. That, that I can trust, that I know aren't going to be a pain in the last, because, you know, once the, the contracts are very set as they are, like, right. it's not really, you don't really be bringing lawyers in, because they'll just, be like, oh, we don't work with this guy. We don't. This, this is the contract. If you're not, gonna, yeah, you know, if you're gonna be too big for your boots, sort of thing. There's a million writers that want to do this. Um, that's this is the deal. It's like the fifty percent thing. Every every library has different terms. Um, I've never known any be different than the fifty percent on publishing. But like I say, I've some deals. I get no no money up front, but I get a hundred percent on the mechanical. So I would make everything. And yeah. some some I get all. Uh, I get a decent little amount of money up front but um I get when they give you money up front it's not it's not a recoupable advance or anything is it it's just it's straight up paying you yeah it's just yeah. basically a buyout and they're buying out a, a portion or in some cases the entire share of the mechanicals right. which is the it's like the fee that someone would pay so for example right. those libraries they could have made a lot more off of it than I'd made off it by this point, certain songs, but I wouldn't have made yeah. anything off it if I'd have not done it. <laughs> and right, yeah. it, it's just like a balance. I can I can put it on a shelf in my head. Like if I know that that's the situation, that's the deal, and I say yes, then that's that's that. Like I can draw a line under it. I, I can live with not making all the money it could have made because it I couldn't have made it without them signing it. It's like yeah, yeah. butterfly effect. Like, and plus by doing it if it gets used on some big advert or and maybe I don't see the money, I still at least get the the proof of my work 
to be able yeah. to be like look what standard I'm working at. And yeah, definitely, it's the credibility. So yeah, and and there's always like LinkedIn. My LinkedIn game's like weak. I need to up it. There's a few things <laughs> I need to. I'm 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 at a point right now where like my show reel looks really good. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of tracks now registered across the board on stuff. So I need to now move from the sort of word of mouth way that I've been getting work to now approaching people a bit more direct and like having my show reel ready and just yeah trying to, like you don't want a middleman you just want to be connected straight to the brands yeah and like even even with the middlemen like I'll, I'll always like i was literally chatting to one of the guys today um and i was saying look i'll always do work with you like if you bring work to the table and you take your middleman court i'll still yeah. do the work because i still want the money like i still want that job i still want that thing just because yeah my next job might not might be all me doesn't mean i don't want to do the ones that aren't all me um, of because it's so hit and miss like i say I've, I've submitted for let's say let's say i've let's say i've submitted for a hundred in the whole time ads uh just to keep the math sort of easy i've maybe only landed 10 8 so it's it's mainly no probably like a ten percent conversion. Yeah, but probably like I've probably been a bit fortunate with that. Like it's probably yeah. I was told it's like a five percent um, right conversion rate really um, when it comes to like the placement landing it. But I don't necessarily think that is a well. It's clearly not a rule, but yeah, and it's not a waste either. Like you said, because you can always repurpose those tracks, and you can yeah. maybe create a video for Instagram or exactly. Well, even send if you, let, let's say rework you end the up beat with, a bit. You end up with, let's say you do twenty and none of them get taken. Yeah, you've then got twenty pieces of music that are probably really good for sync, and they've been yeah. written specifically for sync. Uh, so you can package them, and then maybe you could speak to a library and like start reaching out to these library companies that I'm talking about. Um, yeah, and pitching to them and being like, I've got these two albums worth, or I've got this album worth of uh, beats that could work really well for this type of thing. And, and and just start pitching that way. Yeah, definitely. Um but yeah, I would I would especially people who aren't in the mix, like you see like it, it kind of falls into another version of like the YouTube thing. Like, 'cause I've always I've got a YouTube channel. I've yeah, never... so you posted a, a few tutorials, didn't you? But it wasn't yeah. like that it didn't look like just, it was trying to be like your main thing. No. It's like maybe you were testing the waters or Yeah, and like I've I, I I like I've always had cameras and I've always like shot music videos and I've always like yeah. I fell in love with making music because I used to watch people documenting time in the studio. So I've always right. wanted to do that just because I've always enjoyed that and I like the look of it and I, if anything did happen, imagine having all this material of yourself like Yeah, definitely. Up, um so I've always yeah, I've always been into to that side of things. Um I forgot my point that I was making. <laughs> but yeah, the YouTube, the YouTube, yeah. It's um it's something I like weekly, I'm like, right, maybe I'll do a video a week and Yeah. I don't I like kind of have this debate like how because to stand up against like say your channel or to um like Cody's channel or a lot of these channels like that are, I've always like got question marks in my head like how certain parts of the video how, how are you going about these edits because I know how long video editing can take 
Um, it's long. I can't exactly, lie, it's long. Like, I, I never know. Like, I kind of just want to be able to, if I can't just do it sort of in one take and then maybe trim it yeah. down and edit it somewhat fast, I don't know if I'm willing to put in the level of time that I need to make YouTube a thing that I realistically put, like, any any sort of pressure on doing well with. But at the same time, I like to put stuff out there and I like to share sort of like the process. I think sometimes like the Nick Mirror videos, you would watch those and he is like just super low, lo-fi really. Like yeah, he, yeah. I'd be in the corner just on a webcam with a green face. Um, yeah, you don't always have to worry about like crazy quality. For that, no. for your example, Nick Mirror, he's always done that blue and light in the like, corner type of vibe hasn't he yeah and he's like one of the guys like yeah and, and all he's doing is make, he's not giving a tutorial really when he's doing it well, I, obviously they do tutorials but he'll do these these cook up videos and it's those videos you yeah. actually learn shit from because yeah you're just definitely. picking up on oh what did they do there what was that oh and do you know what I mean and like they, they give you little ideas so I've tried to do that I've done like I've, I've tried to do the thing where it's like a plugin comes out oh let me make a beat using this plugin and i just haven't never found the consistency um yeah with it and ugh, i don't think i necessarily ever will but i'm always it's just it depends upload. where your time is right like if you're spending yeah. most of your time working on other stuff like sync placements or working with artists and you literally just don't have the time for youtube yeah. then what can you do because it, it really does come down to that consistency like yeah. i'm on the opposite side where i I put all of my time into YouTube, which is why I haven't spent any time going into sync placements because I yeah. know I just couldn't balance everything. Yeah. So it just depends like what you'd want. But I wouldn't think of it as like, oh, you've got this competition, so you're not going to upload videos because no. that was the exact same position. I was in a couple of years ago. I'd look at, you know, I was watching like Ocean and Chucky Beats and yeah. everyone. I was like, I can't compete with this. But yeah. I just started uploading videos. And if you see like my early videos, there weren't any crazy edits the camera quality wasn't that good it was no. just like me in the corner mm -hmm. looking a bit awkward <laughs> you know the edits <laughs> were shit it was just like yeah, yeah. you got to start with something and then over time you start picking up new tricks you learn shortcuts for video editing that process mm -hmm. gets quicker and things just improve over time but yeah yeah like i said it it just depends like where you want to spend your time because yeah when it's just when it's you know when we're just a one-man band like you don't want to spread yourself too thin right i i thing is i enjoy it i've done like you know, like making a beat in ten minutes. These types of videos, yeah. like just kind of stuff you not you're not making it up for the first. You're not the first person to be doing it. Like you're yeah, getting yeah. ideas from elsewhere. You're not stealing people's ideas because so many people are doing it. Um, right. But I actually enjoy it and things like that that have got a a definite sort of thing. You can yeah. just do it. I can. I feel like I can just do that. I know it's ten minutes to make it, and that's that. But then. I don't want to necessarily even be the 10 minutes to make a beat guy that only does that. Yeah, because yeah. Because I feel like I've kind of... It's like I feel like I can put more out there than that. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm like moving house soon, so I'll be in a new studio space and I, yeah. I still want to do it. Um, it's just about trying to find a way that I feel like I'm able to do my own thing. Because it's not, it's, not it's not the followers and the feedback that I'm so worried about. Like... All the videos I have put up have like been really encouraging comments. Like people have been going, "Finally, someone's yeah. like straight to the point with it." Or like, <laughs> it's like all these yeah, things yeah. that have like been on my mind when I'm doing it. Where I'm like, I don't want to tell my life story at the beginning. Yeah. Maybe I'll do a little roundup of what I'm gonna do and then just straight in Got or yeah. whatever. 
Um, but I think as well, like there's an almost like it almost comes like with an insecurity about the fact that how it sounds like you're so used to like this Americanized <laughs> what is up guys it's your boy and I'm just like not able to do it like like my it's like my spirit can't get that out to play the game you know so what though like, I would honestly I would have think about that because I know it's same I shit know that it's, I was I know it's bullshit as well we always we're always stuck in our own head like we're always mm. questioning everything but we worry about it too much because yeah. people you'll find that with stuff like youtube like as long as you're being yourself and it's your own personality people will relate to it like not everyone wants to watch the the hype youtuber because some people find that annoying some people yeah. love it and it works for them but other people mm -hmm. are like can't listen to this guy i just want someone chilled yeah so you just being you would be that would resonate with people yeah. like you just never know like everyone everyone can learn from a different person in a different way if you know what i mean like everyone has their like go-to teacher when it comes to like youtube and stuff so yeah it's true you know you could be that guy for a lot of people like if you didn't want to be hype then you, you don't have to be hype i honestly no, wouldn't think of it like that it, I, like i say i've always been like it's always been promising sort of feedback um yeah and stuff that if i had more time i would be more excited to work on but it is just the time thing but even as little as just one a week where maybe i'm like say like I've always thought like maybe I'd just do a thing like oh if, if I was going to make a track for future and I could just yeah, like, make yeah. a track like I'm making a track for future that's all the video needs to be and then yeah. in that video I might do things that are tutorial-esque as long as I'm like talking through as I'm doing it right. um, people pick up on things and yeah definitely and then people buy into your character because um, I quite like the talking element like which is why I yeah. was like into the idea of doing this I like to I like the community side of it because I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like even trying to be at like the industry parties really. And I'm not trying to really go that route. Uh, it don't yeah, bother yeah. me. Like I'm more, I like engaging on online. I like building that side of things, but it all boils down to time and the oh, sync 100%. stuff is working right now. Um, yeah. I guess you got to go with the momentum, right? Like if it's picking up in certain areas, then yeah full force into that That's maybe it, you'll it? get to a point where you, you could like you might think it's a, a good like a, a wise idea to like invest in having an editor and then you yeah. can just film your process and send it off to someone and do it that way yeah there's 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 definitely things that i, that I need to think about uh when it comes to that but i've always thought as well like the sync thing maybe i could like open some people's eyes up to that and like maybe like walk yeah. through walk through making a track for that side type of thing and different things to consider i think that would be useful that's probably a untouched thing on youtube you know because i haven't really I seen know. anyone doing that yeah I've, there's I've definitely, definitely a gap for that, that. Mm. I, I thought i always think that's the thing about youtube like you need to kind of fill in some type of pocket like for me it was drill tutorials when yeah. there wasn't really anyone doing like consistent drill at the time mm -hmm. tutorial wise anyway but like right now, I, I maybe I just haven't been looking for it, but I haven't seen anyone doing like consistent sync placement tutorials. No. Maybe that's something that could pop up. You just never know. Yeah, and I guess it, with that, I've, like I said, I've thought about it, but I've never, I've never like, because it's different. Yeah. Like the thing, the fun thing about making a beat is you can kind of get to somewhere that you're really happy with in like half an hour, an hour. Yeah. Where you can start thinking about like the next part of, putting the video together whereas sometimes 
the sync thing can be a longer process, so it's not like I can just hit record. Yeah. It's like I'll have to be stopping, starting. And then that's where it sort of gets a little bit off-putting to me. Um, you could do breakdowns, though. Like, say, yeah. once you've finished the sync placement, you could go that back and say, sense. this is what I was thinking at this time and yeah, kind of break, break it down that way. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Something like that is way more... Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you I could do that in, like, 10 before. minutes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like that idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a think still. I still want to be like yeah. contributing to sort of like the beat space, the rap beat stuff as well. Like maybe I can do a bit of both. There's really no rules at the end of the day. Um, yeah, of course. But yeah, it's something that has sort of like plagued my brain the whole time because I get it. I, I like know how to edit. I've been editing for years, and I've got the gear. And I've got the idea. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not all gear, no idea. Like I, I've really <laughs> yeah, done yeah, videos, that. and I've like I, get, I, I know that that world. It's just it's just the consistency, I think. But a video a week, simple video a week. By the end of a year, a year flies by these days, and you've got fifty-two videos. And of course, man, that's Which a lot make of it a habit as well. Yeah, exactly. Like if you've ever read the book Atomic habits it's like that's that same thing it comes out same with anything man as long as you're consistent with it like if even if you're doing that 10 minute video like once a week like yeah. you said over a year you'd be surprised at how much the channel could grow yeah and like what opportunities can come from that as well yeah it's it's there that it's there's like 500 nearly 500 subscribers for something i've not put any thought into other than put a few videos yeah on. so imagine I, if you did put thought exactly, into it. exactly i feel like i could <laughs> sort of make it work yeah. i don't know this is like therapy at this point, like YouTube therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, you should try. You should try but no, YouTube. you'd probably be t- telling me the same thing with sync placements though, because mm. like, I don't put any time into it and like hearing yeah. you speak about it, it's probably opened my eye. Like, yeah. Definitely opened my eye to it as well. So I'm thinking like, shit, I need to put more time into sync placements. But yeah. it literally just does come down to how much time you actually have and where you want to spend your energy, right? So we, we yeah. can't do everything. No, like, unless we've got other people on the team, you definitely can't do everything. No, and things evolve as well. Like you know, where where you feel like you want to be putting your energy now, you'll probably feel yeah. different about in five years. Um, yeah, definitely. Things will change, and like you'll either stick with the YouTube thing, or like a certain few things might happen that make you like put more focus than on the music because maybe a couple of opportunities arise through what you've built there. You just you yeah. just don't know. And I think it's like what I said earlier in the conversation, like the art of recognising the right opportunities at the right times and sort of not, not cock-blocking yourself from evolving and, and stuff. No, 100%. And you kind of have to go with what interests you as well because it doesn't all come down to money like we were saying no. earlier. Like it's got to be something that actually interests you. Yeah. But sometimes you don't know if it's going to interest you until you try it, right? So you get going. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, true. Some people might not think that sync placements are the thing, but then they give it a yeah. go and they might think, you know what, this is actually more fun than trying to make beats for artists and do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. You just never and, know. And like, I, I say the same to like artists as well. They, um, you'll probably come across some too where artists like maybe they over reference a certain artist and you can kind of get a vibe that they're sort of trying to do that but it's yeah, not yeah. coming across like they don't come across as that type of person and yeah it's like we're two people on the planet it's like we're the person we are in our brain and then we're the person that we are perceived as by everyone else and really mm. i think you're sort of more that person when it comes to your what sort of artist you should be or whatever yeah. do you know what i mean like because if you're yeah definitely because that's going to marry with other people um 
Whereas the person you are in your head, like you might think you you could be the next Drake, but maybe you'd be better like being something else. Yeah. And you can't always see that for yourself because you've you've fell in, in love with this certain type of music and you don't course, necessarily yeah. know how to separate yourself from what you make. Like I see, I've seen that so much. Like even in the band world you would see people who want to be like the Beatles or something. Yeah. And they have got the sideburns, they've got the haircut, they've got the shirt and the glasses, but the Beatles were the first people to like they were like experimenting with stereo because that was new. Yeah. So they were like breaking boundaries. If the Beatles were a band, a, a band now, they'd have laptops. They'd, do you know what I mean? They'd be doing all of that. They wouldn't yeah, be just using course. an old guitar. Like so, they people miss the point sometimes. I think yeah. with that thing, like they're trying to be the aesthetic and the finished article, rather than the creative and the the thing that gets them there in the first place. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I can relate to that because even when I was like. Obviously, I was a kid at the time, but maybe mm. when I was like 13, 14, trying to rap, I grew up on like American rap artists like Nas and Mob Deep and Wu-Tang, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I think when I first tried writing, I was trying to like copy their flows exactly. and their style and everything, but I, <laughs> yeah. I'm just nowhere near to what they are, you know? I didn't exactly, grow up in the yeah, hood. I'm like, not American. There's just like so many yeah. reasons why I couldn't <laughs> be there. That can't work, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're we right. People do it. need to realize that. Yeah, you don't, you don't see it yourself, maybe until mm. other people say it or until... I don't know something clicks but yeah you're right people will try and be something else but then other people will notice when people are trying to be something they're not and they'll exactly. notice it before you notice it sometimes yeah it's like i'd rather look at someone like i don't know if conor mcgregor is a good example but it's all that's come to my head right now like yeah. a lot of people might not like conor mcgregor or they they or whatever like because of he's got a certain attitude or whatever but i've always said like i'd rather someone be authentically like a dickhead sorry yeah I'm, yeah yeah then like a fake nice or yeah do you know what i mean 100%. it's like and the same sort of like goes with it's like gangster like i'd rather someone be like the most gangster like yeah just legit like scary to be around but be sick at doing that like in the music or whatever yeah then and be nothing like that and pretending to be or because it's transparent it's that authenticity is what is going to what carries through and like when you see the big artists like your J. Coles or whoever, like the authenticity yeah. is there, like or in, in the UK, like I don't know. You just it's like Dappy or something, like he's yeah. never been trying like you, you believe what Dappy's about is what Dappy's about in the sense of like he presents himself. It all marries together. Do you know what I mean? Like the look combined with this yeah. like it just looks right. It's like it's yeah, not definitely. Just like nothing looks forced, like nothing looks fake. It's just like he is who he is. Yeah. And there's something to be said about having people that dislike you anyway. That's not always a bad yeah. thing because no. I'm sure you've heard it before, but it's like, you know, if you have people that dislike you, it means that you'll also have people that love you. Yeah. And really like you. Whereas if you try and please everyone and just try yeah. and be in that middle ground, then you'll you just, just find that nothing. no one's, yeah, you're just there, right? Like there's yeah. no one that loves you, no one that hates you. You just, a bunch of people think you're all right yeah it's very it so. very forgettable it's true it's like you're better off being marmite um yeah yeah you're better off being like yeah one extreme or the other if you can because they're, they're close the, the emotion you see you hear people talk about it with like relationships don't you like love and yeah. hate are very like close in the types of things they can make you do and they make you feel like 
course. If you're getting passionately angry about something, or if you're passionately talking about how much you dislike something, yeah, someone that's someone they'll either agree with you or they might fight your corner, and then they yeah. go and listen and they get more into it. And yeah, it's 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 a strange. The balance between those two things is really strange. But you're right. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, man. Well, man, I think that's a, probably a good point to end the podcast on. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think you would have opened up a lot of eyes in this podcast, you know, like especially with the sync placement stuff because yeah. not many people have been on here talking about it apart from maybe Gummy Beats, but that was mm -hmm. a while ago. Um, so, yeah, man, I really appreciate your time. I know we've been trying no, to sort cool, this man. out for a long time, but I'm, I'm glad it came around in the end. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully, you know, like hopefully there was something in there that uh, for anyone who is looking for the sync stuff that kind of makes sense and at least gives... It's hard to give like a direct, this is how you do it. Um, yeah. But you, the very first thing you need to be doing is going and learning about it. The information's there, the websites are there. Universal production music is the easiest one to go and look at because it's universal. We all have yeah. heard of universal. They've got a huge library of like, there's multiple labels and there's a lot to like browse around on there to sort of get an understanding of like how that space works. Um, but yeah, you've kind of, it's just a doing thing. And it is, again, it's just about being consistent with people uh, yeah. when you meet them, being very like workable with, easy to work with, um, and turning up and getting, getting, even if you don't get the job done and don't get taken, that's not like the end of the world at all. Like, that's like totally expected. Like, most of the time, that's the case. But you've yeah. just got to do it. And if you can start landing them, then let's say over the course of a year, like there'll be months at a time where I don't make anything financially, yeah. really, or at least there has been, and then, it then you'll in. land something, and that pays for those three months plus the next two. Or yeah, because like, once you start landing stuff, you start to realise that there's probably more money in in the sync thing than there is in getting placements, unless you're getting big, big placements, or unless you're getting really regular, like mid-level placements. Yeah, a crazy so, radio play. Yeah, and people are wising up to it, so it's definitely worth trying to learn more and more about. There's not that much out there teaching about it. Yeah. But the music's out there and the adverts are out there. And yeah, so you that's can analyze place it. to start with, right? Just actually analyzing what's already out there. Well that's so how we all got into making come, beats. you kinda know what to do. That's how we that's how we all started making beats. It's like analyzing yeah, yeah. And copying what beats we're doing. It's only the same thing, it's like starting that, it's just starting again and kind of Having multiple lanes that you can focus on as well keeps your mind sort of like stimulated more, I think. It, it prevents yeah. beat block. Like I look forward to sitting down and making beats every time now because I might have been working on something totally different for two days and right, then yeah. start to crave that thing that is just like the thing that's you. Like my my artist, like profile producer artist thing is yeah. the mannequin thing and that's where I make beats and I've, I put releases out that way and it just lets me have less pressure on that to like yeah. that's my be all and end all because I know I'm like making bits of money this way bits of money there so yeah yeah so I guess you can keep, keep your love for that side of it right when you when you yeah, know you're kind of making your money from yeah. the other side of it because I've seen people selling beats that do, start doing well and then they like get burnt out by doing the same thing same thing same thing yeah um, so it's Definitely. good for like focusing in different areas and when you're bored of that, you can jump to that. And when you're bored of that, you can jump to that. And there's actually a plan and some focus as well, which is important yeah. for if you ever get in your own head, start thinking, what am I doing? 
<laughs> it's easy doing, like, doing music. It's crazy. Of course, yeah. We can all relate to that. Yeah, man. Uh, well, yeah. But yeah, just let, let everyone know where they can find you as well. And if there's anything else you wanted to kind of share or if there's any projects that you've got coming, just anything at all before we leave. Yeah, uh, on any like social media, you can find me at MNKN underscore 1ST. So Manic in the first is what it's meant to mean, but it's MNKN yeah. <laughs> underscore 1ST. Um, yeah. I'm always on Instagram. Uh, that's kind of like my main place where I'm like connect with people or whatever. And main place I would post stuff and where you can sort of see me doing my thing. Um, as for projects, honestly, like I'm in sort of in between projects. Um, when you're sending beats out and stuff, you you don't know like the Kevin Gates thing. Yeah, I didn't really know, know it was what's happening until it was happening. Like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I've, I'm I'm lining up sessions. I want to do like a producer, like a writer camp with people that want to get together and like film some content and get in and write stuff to be able to pitch out to different ideas, uh, to different sort of lanes that we can each sort of do. So that's going to be something that I'm going to be doing. But um, yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's a few things going on, but really it's like day to day. So you'll you'll see more like on my Instagram and stuff of just like what I'm doing because it kind of just stuff springs up and yeah, it's yeah. Kind of quite sporadic. Um, but yeah, stuff's going on. It's good to hear, man. Yeah, oh, yo, once again I appreciate you and um, we'll definitely keep in touch man 100% um, yeah yeah um, but yeah I'll, um, we'll end the podcast there bro alright bro much love thank you